Ron, AJ, and I started Tip That Scale to address and help folks who were laid off. Our experience in human resources, specifically talent acquisition, employer branding, and employee engagement can benefit those navigating an unexpected change in their jobs and careers. But Tip That Scale is unique because like many others, we were laid off too. In this episode, we share our life after the layoff what we're seeing and doing, and what we're doing to prepare for our next. Welcome to Tip That Scale. We can talk about everyone else and how they're dealing with layoffs, because again, me being empathetic, seeing um, what's going on. How are y'all dealing with being laid off? We were laid off in December. Let's just be specific. We were day. We were laid off this Monday, December fifth, twenty twenty two, and today is we're in February. Um, we are what, two months past, two and a half months. Yeah, yeah, little almost two and a half months. How are y'all dealing with um, life after layoff? There's a lot of components to this. We can look at um what are you doing as far as on the personal side your actions in looking for another job a corporate job actions in doing your own thing creating something building something entrepreneur freelance consulting contract temp to perm all of the all of the above that was a lot um so what what does your life after layoff look like right now Life after layoff. So that first, you know, at the time hours happened, it was, I, I, I'm like you, right? I've seen a bunch of these just being in the staffing world, you know, for decades at this point um, and seeing what happens and the timings of the year when those happen and, and, and how, how long it takes for, you know, things to pick up. So that, that's absolutely, I knew that at that time, there's no, or I didn't feel like at that time, there's, a lot of point in trying to jump back out there and, and grab something. Uh, I felt like I would just end up with, because I'd already seen people who, those who had gone before us, right? Uh, the ones that had been laid off even prior to that, dealing with the frustrations that they were getting because getting lumped in with all the other layoff people and the few, you know, the few opportunities and jobs that they're out there to apply. Um, and just the time, the longer those people were in, on LinkedIn and reading all those negative things, and um, looking at the outlets that they had for opportunity, there I, I saw them, and I talked to a lot of those people while they were going through that, and I was still working, just trying to be, um, you know, a mental support, um, just that encouraging voice. And I saw how they just, you know, it was just dragging them down. So I didn't want to. I knew it was too early to go into that space, and I didn't want to. So I had tons of projects on my. Uh, personal plate that I knew had just been waiting for me to jump into and do. So I were did those, those. Were those honey do lists? Or did they you have honey do lists? They were family do lists. They were friend do lists. Uh, there were even a few Ron do list things on there. So um, I enjoyed those. There were things that, I mean, they were real work, uh, but they were work things that I actually enjoyed. A lot of them were construction related or project build related, uh, some furniture build related things. Just those are things that I enjoyed. So um did that 
got into January. I know absolutely the beginning of the year, it's the same story, right? It's not a good time to be looking. And then you just kept seeing the layoffs mount. You know, it, it's not like we had a lot of them before the end of the year, but we certainly had a lot of them right after the first of the year. So I'm sitting here looking at a, a job that posted now, six days ago, and it already has 1,800 applicants against it. So it hasn't gotten better. That 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 uh, number of people looking and applying at the same smaller amount of jobs. So I've definitely talked to some companies more here in the beginning of the year because, but I've seen that, like we've talked about in the past, a lot of companies are just fishing right now just to look out there and see, hey, we believe things are going to get better and we just want to have a pipeline built. So, and that's fair, right? I, I take that as an opportunity to get to know people, to see what's going on in the market. And, you know, if something does pop like that in the future, I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing the things that we talk about in these podcasts, right? I'm looking at my pivots. What else can I do, whether it be in an interim period or for a long-term period? What are my avenues um, as to become a, a self-employed person, to start my own thing? Mm -hmm. uh, what are my avenues to look at whether I go work for somebody um, on a full-time basis, a contract basis, a part-time basis, a temporary basis? Maybe I look at gigs as, you know, and I am, I'm talking to people, hey, maybe there's a three-month need out there, a consulting need. Uh, I've been trying to do all of those things and just evaluate as I go and make sure I stay in a positive space. Uh, I am definitely always looking to be the glass half full person, and I just refuse to get in that other space. Um, and, and and I can tell you, I think having seen it before from others who, like I said, went before, seeing how all the negativity you can read on LinkedIn or other places or the news or whatever, it can get you there. So you have, I've been trying to make sure I manage that. Not too much reading of that, just enough. I mean, you start seeing the same thing, there's a point, continue to do it. Um, um, I have been trying to help others that I know have been in that, that are more desperate uh, in that space, try to help talk them through it, doing a lot of resume help with people. Um, this, you know, doing these the, the podcasts with us, that's something that's been both refreshing and, and uh, a good outlet to talk through things and, and get other ideas. Definitely trying to not stay isolated. I don't think that's good for anybody. Just talk and listen to other experiences. I mean, even the, the, getting out there and talking to other people and, and, and former colleagues about what's going on where they're at, what are the opportunities there? I mean, all that stuff is just helping you stay in a positive mind. So me, for me, that's what I'm looking for. I am trying to make sure I set realistic expectations of knowing this is not something that will necessarily happen tomorrow. It's, it's something you have to uh, continue to be on the lookout for and know that this is a crazy time and crazy market. So those are the things that I've been doing. I've been making sure I exercise more, stay in a better physical, mental state of mind. All those things are, are helping me. Trying to, I've been obviously expanding my skill set, learning, reading, taking some serves, you know, things like that. Just anything that helps me stay uh, not in the same place that I was yesterday, you know? AJ, what about you? How, how, what have you been doing this life after layoffs? I mean, just like everybody out there, I've applied to hundreds of jobs and, you know, seeing the endless sea of rejection emails and you kind of, kind of sit back and you wonder, like, are they even looking at it? Those types of things. But 
I think the important thing is to stay out of your own head. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you yourself will be your worst enemy if you start looking at what's happening. I mean, look, I, like I said before, I went through every emotional stage right after it happened. I mean, December 5th, right? The 4th was my birthday. I took the 5th off and I still got called at 7.30 in the morning to get laid off. I think it caught a lot of us off guard of at the time frame. We knew it was coming, mm-hmm. right? We just didn't know when, but we thought they would at least hold off until the first of the year. And like the way they did it and being lied to while that was going on, because we, like, I think both me and you asked, what's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we still got lied to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was clearly evident, right? And so that kind of tells you, like, okay, whatever. I think I was more angry about the situation than the act of being laid off. But then it kind of just... It went into, I would probably say, the beginning of January. Like, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better, right? It was like that self-inflicting kind of emotional kind of thing. Like, all right, well, where did I go wrong? There's not really anything I could have done. I mean, we were running a great ship. We had a great organization in our hands. Everything was steaming, full steam ahead. Everybody was happy apart from this mm-hmm. looming monster behind us saying, hey, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> it may not be right now, yeah. but I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean what I've been doing to keep busy, right? Like I've been, I, you know, I took a, a vacation right there in the middle of it. Um, something I haven't done in almost seven years, which that was refreshing. Right. Yeah. Um, been reading a lot more. Again, I started up with kicking up the certifications on the PM certification through Google. I've also started kicking up certifications on, um, you know, really honing in my skills in JavaScript. I mean, I, it's a hobby of mine. Like development to most people is a job. I enjoy it. I don't want to turn it into a job mm-hmm. because I don't want to like dislike it, right? Um, video games, lots of video games. It was another hobby of mine when I was a lot younger that I picked up again over the last. I got really good at it again. You know what I mean? So it's just like you. I've been just picking up things that kind of keep my mind busy and make me happy. Like, and yeah, again, I, I get on for two to three hours of the day, see what kind of roles are out there. I'll jump on and apply. But with the same type of, when you start looking at, like Ron said, it's just not the right time. Mm-hmm. A lot of organizations are out there just fishing or the companies that are trying to hire right now. I don't know if I'd call it unethical. If this is what they're really doing, if they're trying to take advantage of the current situation, right? Supply, demand, whatever. It's not the best time. You kind of go out there and exp- having high hopes and expectations, like, uh, you know, kind of like what Ron said, we understand that we're walking through the muck right now. What do we have to do to get through it? And the number one thing you can do is kind of just control your own mental peace, your mental awareness about what's happening. Go work out. Uh, that's the other thing I've been doing. I mean, my body's constantly tired and I feel fatigued all the damn time. But I'll tell you this, like health wise, I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. And you guys both know, like last year was hell for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, honestly, I'll get another job, and 
and so will everyone else that's been impacted. It might take a little bit longer. It's just knowing that you're going to be okay. Like all things pass. This is not a forever kind of thing. You're not going to be unemployed forever. You know, you might have to make a couple of sacrifices if time comes to it. But this is going to teach you for the next time around to always keep your eyes on the back of your head because I don't care if you work for the best organization in the world. Now, think about this. We just considered the majority of a big portion of these organizations that just had these mass layoffs as the, what do you call it? The, uh, the golden egg, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be. Why? Because I'll be secure over there. Why? Because like they make the most money. Why? Because everybody loves the company and they have great products. Okay. Well, they just did 15, 20% reductions. And this can happen to anybody in any way, right? Any industry. You're never safe. Because at the end of the day, you're not dealing with just the organization. You're dealing with the people that are running these organizations. And people make mistakes. Just what it is. Yeah. And it's okay for you to understand that. So, yeah. I mean, just keep them busy. I mean, I started building out a new computer system and all this other stuff to kind of, like, act as a server. And just really doing the things that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Reading books. You know, programming. Um, here's one fun thing that I've noticed is that when I'm when I've had these interviews, I start noticing the problems right away, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the problems that you are uniquely qualified to fix. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You start identifying, it and they they don't even have to make it evident, but you can see exactly where the problem is. And here's the thing, you know you're qualified for it. The one thing I want to tell people is don't take a role that you might be qualified for, but you know it's going to be a nightmare, even more so than being laid off. Oh, hello. Because your mental peace is worth a lot more than any paycheck that comes to you. You'll make your money. But are you truly enjoying what you're doing and for what purpose? Are you just doing it to collect the paycheck? Or are you doing it because you inherently enjoy it? And do you enjoy the people that are around you? And yeah, there's an argument saying that, okay, maybe if I don't like them right now, maybe I'll like them later. If you don't like that person, you're never going to like that person, man. I'm sorry. Because there's an inherent thing that's keeping you from... <laughs> I don't know. You know what, AJ? When I first met you, I really didn't like you. Didn't like <laughs> I knew it was coming. No, I knew that somebody had to say this. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, that was that was a joke. That was a I'm joke. That was no, a- I wasn't. No, come on now. No, I'm kidding. That was. But a- yeah, I, look. But that's just what I'm saying. Is like, I went through every emotional reaction that I probably could have, right? I mean, hell, you guys saw it. Nicole, you asked me, like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, man. I'm just like, I need to, I need to compress. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's just live your life. Don't let the job define you. Don't let the company define you. And, you know, I might get a lot of backlash with this, but stop saying I'm X so-and-so company. Those organizations didn't define you. You help build those organizations. You, I don't believe that you would be 
um, canceled for that. I think that's a, it's a valid point. You know, it's it's hugely valid because you've said something that's very important is the company doesn't define you. And when you're laid off, we know that's true because if they mm -hmm. defined you, would you still be, you know, would you still be there? What the only thing that defines you and this, you know, comes from a branding standpoint, a personal brand. And it's something I work with. Uh, we'll talk about what I've been doing in a second, but working with my clients is identify who you are, know your personal brand, know your strengths, know your values, know your purpose, your mission, all of the above. You don't have to take on the, the mission statement the of and the values of the company that you work for. Do those do those values and missions align with your personal values and missions? That's what's really important. Don't jump into these quiet hiring, quiet firing, quiet whatever situations and don't start believing those things. They'll be very adept and understanding of what your capabilities are, where your strengths are, and don't undercut yourself. I'm going to mention a couple of things just to back, not to backpedal, but to point out, to go and highlight something you both said, because it reminds me of, you know, I'm going to have an analogy one way or another. And this one will, the first one will be an analogy related to movies. So, Ron, you were saying that we're just going through the muck right now. And what came to mind for me when you said that, I was listening, by the way, but what came to mind was uh, the movie Shawshank Redemption. And, mm. okay, I did it in the last episode. I talked about Coach Carter. If you didn't see it, you know, there's a moment I don't want to do spoilers, but same thing here. Shawshank Redemption, if you haven't seen it, pause, jump ahead, because I'm going to mention something that is a spoiler. And so we know uh, going through the muck with Andy Andy Dufresne went through the muck to get to freedom, <laughs> to get mm -hmm. to freedom. But he had to, he had to go through it to get to what he wanted. But then, I, and it's funny because I saw a snippet of the movie and just seeing uh, Andy Dufresne in the in the convertible uh, driving with the hair with the with the air going through his hair and just flying back, and he was just smiling and happy and uh, all of the above, and knowing with this too that he was innocent, you know. So that's kind of that ties into what. Uh, what AJ was saying, it's not, it's not you, you know, and, and not take it personally. So that was the other, and the other reference I was going to say is I'm going to reference Jim Carrey and I'm going to have to go back. I like to link these in our, ep in our episode descriptions, whatever we're talking about. Um, Jim, I remember, I think Jim Carrey was speaking at uh, a university in a commencement speech and he was talking about how he went into comedy and but his dad was also funny and his dad wanted to be a comedian but instead I believe he became an accountant and he became an accountant because it was secure you know he had to take care of a family and it was a secure position versus uh, telling jokes and yucking it up he didn't say that. That's that was my point. Uh, I added that co for color, 
But then he also said his dad was laid off. You know, so when we're talking about security and doing what's um, what's best, understand that really nothing is nothing nothing is really secure except for what you deem secure for you. You know, and you can't rely on someone else to make something secure for you. Sometimes you have to be, you have to be able to speak up and identify what's secure for you and move forward in that way. So my life after layoff, um, <laughs> I was just thinking about that, that day of the layoff and I was like, okay, um, let's, let's keep it going. Let's move it forward. But I was already working part-time as <clears throat> part-time for a company as a, a career coach and career and integration coach. So I had that as a part-time and I'm still doing that. And then I've also had, I also have my own company coaching and consulting. So development coaching for individuals. I have courses and then I've been doing uh, business consulting as well, especially around what I call my big four. Um, I should say big five. I should throw marketing in there as well. But my big four is employer branding, communications, DEI, and employee engagement. And then add a five to it, we'll throw marketing in there. Uh, I, I recognize having my own company and working that, I just wish I didn't put it on so much of the back burner with the, you know, the last company I was with, I wish I did a little bit more and I'm getting, I'm getting the opportunity to do that right now. So that's, um, that's huge for me. And the podcast is a portion of that for me as well. Yes, sir. You have a question, mm -hmm. AJ? Well, would you want to define what you mean by a little bit more? Are you talking about more for yourself, more for the organization? No, what, what's absolutely more for, more for myself. So more time, I wish I'd given more time to my own company when I was with the other company. I believe you, and I believe wholeheartedly that you can be a parallelpreneur. You can work a nine to five and then you can also, I don't like calling it side hustles. I think I said that before, um, mm -hmm. but it's an additional stream of income. It's your own business, however you want to look at it. But I wish I spent a little bit more time working my company when I was with the other company. And that's, that's you know, whether it's the weekends or the evenings, I wish I had done a little bit more because I felt I feel like I would have been better prepared right now with a lot of that. So I feel like I'm, do, I'm playing catch up and putting a lot of those ideas that I've had before into existence now. Am I still looking for other positions? Yes, but I also have an expectation of what's available. I know what my big four or five are. I'm gonna say four or five, and it's very it's very competitive. I also know that I have more experience than some people in these spaces, so that brings up another level of competition. I will also throw in, and I, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but. I also know that I am older than some people in this space as well. And I don't want to necessarily talk about biases, but those biases exist. And I know a lot of people who are in their late forties and up 
who've been laid off. That's a that's something that some are thinking about. The biases, age, ageism does exist. And so, um, but I'm not letting that stop me. So that's when I've learned to rely, remember to rely on myself. As I'm looking, I'm also very honest about the position. And y'all know I will, I'm, I'm an employer branding person, professional, leader in employer branding. So I am going to research the company like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I did, and, but Nicole, you were laid off. Did you not research your other company? Yes, I did. And, but there were opportunities there that were of interest to me in building something from the ground up. Um, that's what, that's the reason I went into it. And even though being laid off, um, you know, about 12, 12 months later. So <clears throat> that's, that's a lot of what I'm doing. I'm preparing. I know y'all said y'all are reading. I should be, but I'm choosing to go another route and I'm writing. Um, I've also had another idea. That's the thing. I have these, I'm an idea person. So I'm like, Ooh, I can do this. Ooh. Um, I already have three courses that I created and I created these before, um, before I start working for the company. So looking to do more marketing and promotion of those because they do help people yeah. around personal branding, development, coaching, which is huge for me. And then um, I'm also, I, I said, y'all are reading, I'm writing. So there's, mm -hmm. I've been I've had a, a book. Well, I have two book ideas. I'm working on one right now and just to put it into place. And because, because I don't, I understand publishing and that I don't have the number of followers that a lot of people who have a lot of followers, it's easier to get book deals. So I'm also thinking about setting up my own, um, I'm a self-publish it, but I would self-publish it under my own media company. So yeah, and you redid your website. And yes, I yes I redid my website. Um, a labor of love. It's been over four years. It's been four years since I didn't. It's the third iteration of my website. So I redid that, which it's yeah, it's always fun to be able to do it because it proves sometimes that you have to prove to yourself that you can do things that are outside of your normal wheelhouse, but then you realize, oh, this is in my in my wheelhouse. Absolutely, I did it. Yeah. And for me too, looking at setting my expectation, but also looking at the pivot and other areas that are, are interest of interest to me. I'm fortunate that my skills are not limited to the technology industry, which has been the high, the industry with the most, I would say the most layoffs. Um, so I'm fortunate that way. But yeah, just looking at what other areas that are of interest to me, I love teaching. I love guiding people. I, I mean, I'm a coach for goodness sake. So looking at um, education, I would love to be an adjunct professor part-time online because that's how I got my, you know, my degree. I understand that. So I understand the ins and outs of that. So yeah, there's so many, my life, my life after layoffs. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things going on talking about staying busy. And if you notice, I didn't say, oh, I'm working out. No, I walk the dog. So me and the dog have some very long walks. So I'm getting my exercise that way. And even just some meditation, you know, that's mm -hmm. very helpful and quite nice. So, yeah. What will you do differently now, knowing what you know, how are you approaching say looking for a job differently now or are you i think i'm looking at it from a lot more different angles right mm -hmm. i'm not looking at it as i have to go here and become an employee and that's the path i'm looking at it as can i do it as a consultant can i do that myself can I pick up something new and the pivot, right? To me, mm -hmm. pivot is more um, more front of mind than ever before, right? When you've been in a path for so long, you, you do become that as your definition, right? That is what you are and that's what you will go do again and be again. And versus now, I have more time to look out and say, I have done pieces of this, I can do this, or I want to do this let me go set myself up to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think for me, that's the biggest difference and biggest change that I will do going forward as am now is looking at things from different angles. Um, how can I become something different, do something different? Um, those things you always tell yourself you couldn't do before, mm -hmm. now they're possible because one, you have the time uh, and two, the lessons you've learned from these past paths, it may say it's time to become something different. Redefine yourself as something else. Um, and if nothing else, put yourself in a different space right now in an interim period and see what follows from there. So yeah, there's, a, you know, there's not, a, not a lot of no's. Um, you can go try it now. Right. AJ, what about you? Anything you're doing differently? Taking more time for myself. Mm -hmm. um, like I said before, I mean, there was almost a seven-year period where I didn't even take a vacation. I mean, and even if I did go on vacation, it didn't feel like vacation. Like, I was still working, right? Uh, hell, I was working in the hospital <laughs> last year. You know what I mean? So, like, it was just me, and I would constantly just go, go, go. And so, I mean, one of the biggest reflections I had was, when did I get that way? Why did I get that way? Mm -hmm. Kind of going back to what you were talking about meditation, right? Like you can find out a lot about yourself just by having a conversation with yourself. And that doesn't make you crazy, but yeah. Um, you know, the, even the approach on the job search, yeah, I've been applying, I've been reaching out to people directly, having conversations, networking, all the right things you're supposed to do, right? But in this way, I'm protecting myself too to make sure I don't fall into a similar situation. Right. Yeah. And that's what one thing that most people don't understand is, is you're allowed to ask the question of how an organization is doing and why this position exists. Right. And you're starting to understand that, again, maybe you're not meant to be in this role. What else can you do differently? Like Ron was saying, like he's looking at his hobbies and things that he enjoys doing and he's trying to figure out a way to monetize it. Right. Um, 
what other avenues and where else can you pivot to kind of do the things that you need to do? Like we were talking about earlier, that, that there are some people that have been companies of 15, 20 years. I mean, there's some high level developers that some of these big tech companies that go, like people that were earning a billion, like you know, the, the creme de la creme, mm-hmm. right? The, the people that were making like a million dollars a year. And I saw, so there's a guy that I saw on YouTube, I forgot his name, but he was like one of the original developers of Windows. Think about that for a second. He was impacted during this. One of the original developers of Windows, and he's been one of the primary architects of the Windows OS up until this point. Hmm. So at the end of the day, are you dispensable? Depends on what the company values you at, right? Right. You guys have all probably heard the story about where the dad tells the girl to go get an offer for her car, the used car salesman tells her some lowball offer. Then she goes off to someone else and says, okay, I want to sell the car. And this other person that really understands cars offers her a butt ton of money because it's an extremely rare Lamborghini or whatever, right? And the moral of the story is, is your value for yourself changes with time, but it should always increase. It should not go backwards, right? And your value is based on the person looking at your value. Does that make sense? Like just because you're not wanted at here or you're not earning what you want to be earning at a particular organization, there could be another organization that highly values your capabilities and skills. Mm-hmm. Right? Understand what that is. And then as you're going out there looking for these jobs, are they just trying to fill a seat? Or like during the conversation, are they actually impressed and willing to move forward with the situation? That's the type of things that you should be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that you determine your own value and and people who understand that value will see that value. Definitely a better way of saying what I was just trying to say. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) But yes. I want to I want to ask you a question why because I've seen this and this was something that I noticed I did early in my career. You said you took the your first vacation. Why 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 did it take you so long to take a vacation? And and here's the other question. Would you do the same thing going forward? Nope. <laughs> Wow, that he he didn't even answer my first question, Ron. <laughs> he, just, he, didn't he didn't even hear that one. Yeah, he one. just bypassed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Look, I, because that's so that's it, danger. That's dangerous. It is. I mean, so let me think about it. We live. I mean, the world that we came from was agency, right? Like, what you did. You know, there was always a deal that was going through. There was a client that was wanting to talk to you. And there was always a chance that if you didn't get to it right then and there, because time killed the deal. That's what our motto on the agency side always has been, right? Um, And then the other thing is, is, yeah, you might have someone be there to back you up, but they don't know your client. They don't know the account. They don't know the type of people that they would want to bring on. It's those types of things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So even if you were like, I mean, I wasn't taking meetings and things like that, but I was still facilitating interviews. I was still making sure that the things that needed to happen were happening. 
if my team had questions for me, I was available if they were running into roadblocks while I was at, it was those types of things, right? I've never been able to just disconnect for the last seven years. And it wasn't because, well, I mean, I'll tell you what it is. It was just the fear of the shit that I went through in 08. Right? Like uh, the in the agency side, it's about what you're doing right now. It's not about like what you could be doing 10, like whatever. It's about here and now. Not what you did in the past, not what you did before that. So it was this constant chase and it was this constant I got to hit the next one. I got to hit the next one. I want to keep progressing. I want to keep showing that I can do this. Who for me, for them, doesn't matter. I just got to keep going. And then early 2021, man, I started getting really burned out with the lifestyle. And it happens to a lot of people. Like, Because if you do it at a high level for so long that I just, at that point, I was like, look, I'm still doing great, but I just don't know if I want to continue doing this for the rest of my life. Right. Right. <laughs> Needless to say, the role that I jumped into is just as chaotic. Um, didn't really get a chance to take a vacation at that point either, but that was mainly mainly because of the fear factor of what was to come, right? Um, in hindsight, though, I probably should have taken a lot more time time off. It doesn't make you less. As long as you're getting your stuff done, cool. But mm-hmm. take some time off for yourself. But no, I would never do that again. I, you need a lot of time to reset. You need time to be able to move back uh, into a better place and be more productive. But it, it's just the fear and the need to keep progressing in my life. We've shared some great insight about who we are in our own life after layoff. Of course, if anyone wants to share with us and share their story, please definitely visit us. Uh, visit us on Instagram or Twitter. We're recording this before the Super Bowl, right before the Super Bowl. So I'm going to ask, who you got? Who do you have for the Super Bowl? Y'all look like y'all are pondering deep in thought. Who do we have? Look, me being a Cowboys fan, this is very hard to get behind the Cowboys. Or the the Eagles. Of course. But... Are you afraid you're going to be run out of town if you say what what it looks like you want to say? (laughs) Well, I kind of have a feeling of what the outcome is already going to be, right? And that's not something that I'm really happy about, but yeah. That says it all. Okay, Ron, Ron, who you you got? I'm going to go with the Eagles just because there's a lot of people on the team that I've seen come up through the college ranks that I'd like to see go to the next. Solid really team, man. So, this is so hard, you know. <laughs> it is, it is, just because of the league. But um, it should be fun to watch. The, okay. you know, the the two quarterback sagas. I mean, that's that's two great stories. That'll yeah. You know, there's a winner on either whoever wins. There's, it's, I just feel like the Eagles have far more weapons, though. A lot more weapons. That's why I feel like it's almost going to be a. I don't know if it's going to be like one of those Super Bowls that you're just kind of like, whoa. But then again, since he has some good players too. I have, um, my friend is. Well, no, it's, it's, it's uh, Mahomes. Casey. Yeah. Casey, yeah. I'm going with KC. Screw the Eagles, man. I'm going with Mahomes. 
<laughs> I, was gonna, I thought it was Cincy for a second. I was like, what oh, like, do you mean? So um, my I have a friend who is a diehard KC Chiefs fan. So I'm a hang I'm a hang with my friend. Um, it is it also goes against you know Dallas born and raised. I don't want to make my daddy upset because he's yeah. <laughs> not a Cowboys fan. So um, I'm gonna go with KC. But we'll and we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll put our. I'll put it on our socials where we're where we stand. So Ron, you're with the Eagles. AJ, he's with Cincinnati. He was with Cincinnati. <laughs> I was. I was like, wait, hold on. Since he lies, it's KC. I think <laughs> if that was the case, he was definitely gonna lose. And well, I know one thing AJ hasn't been done and is doing it in downtown <laughs> is watching football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I watched the games. I just forgot who got into the Super Bowl. I watched the Casey-Cincy game. I wanted Cincy, to be honest, right? But so I like I like Casey over the Eagles, but then again, the Eagles, man, they've got a powerhouse team. I got to give it to them. Aside from our life after layoff stories, did you notice something? I was the only one who picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Because it's audio, you can't see me doing my happy dance, but what we'd love to see though, is you liking, rating, and following and subscribing to Tip That Scale.